Get the right loan the first time with Bendigo Mortgage Brokers. We do all the shopping around for you and our home loan service is free. Contact Glenn McMahon at Bendigo Mortgage Brokers in View Street, Bendigo. That's Glenn McMahon at Bendigo Mortgage Brokers in View Street, Bendigo. The Standard Hotel in Fitzroy. Hard to find, easy to love. Go to thestandardhotel.com.au for details. Welcome to the Country Footy Show on PD Footy, episode 24, 2017. One to go. I'll be doing a roundup of the season next week. My name is Paul Daffy. I'm a Melbourne journalist who does local footy radio shows on RSN, SEN and the ABC a couple of times in September. And uh, But this is my main vehicle, PD Footy. It's uh, my vehicle where I just get a chance to have a chat to a country footy figure and uh, let it breathe. We certainly let it breathe today. I speak to Lachlan Sharp, the Strathfield say full forward, for well over half an hour, such as uh, we were enjoying our chat. So I'll just let it go. And there was a lot to talk about. Lachlan has had one of the more amazing seasons in country footy in recent years. He's kicked 142 goals. He's won the Mickelson medal for the best and fairest in the Bendigo League. And on Saturday, he led his club, Strathfield say, to victory over Eagle Hawk in a pulsating grand final in the Bendigo League. Uh, Strathfield say well behind at three-quarter time and then um, come home very strongly uh, to actually take out the flag, their third in four years. Before I just give a few more details on the Bendigo League season, just to provide some context before I speak to Lachlan, a few housekeeping items. Uh, I have a lunch, a PD footy lunch, at the Standard Hotel in Fitzroy. Fitzroy Street, Fitzroy, on Friday the 13th of October from 12 till 3, uh, all invited. My my guest speaker will be Dale Waitman. Dale has a country footy background. He played for Mildura Imperials before being recruited down to Richmond and uh, where he played, of course, in the 1980 flag and these days works as the club relationship manager. So I'm actually speaking before the AFL Grand, uh, sorry, the AFL Grand Final where the Mighty Tigers are playing Adelaide. So it'll be interesting either way to speak to Dale after the grand final, whether we win or whether uh, the Tigers lose. There'll be plenty to talk about with Dale at the at the lunch in Fitzroy on Friday, October the 13th. Uh, my book, The History of the VCFL, Behind the Goals, uh, which came out in May, is being reprinted as we speak, and that'll be back in operation uh, in October. Email me at pauldaffy27 at gmail.com. So that's P-A-U-L-D-A-F-F-E-Y-2-7 at gmail.com. If you're interested in a copy, uh, or you can go to the website, pdfooty.com.au. If you're listening to this via iTunes, check out the website and you'll find more details there. Okay, now the Bendigo Footy League ladder, to provide some context, just about some of these teams I'll be mentioning with uh, Lachlan uh, after the break. The top five... After the 18 rounds, Eagle Hawk on 64 points, Strathfield say 60, Golden Square 58, Sandhurst 46, and Kyneton on 44. Outside the five, South Bendigo 36, Gisborne 24, Kangaroo Flat 16, Castlemaine 8, and Maryborough on 4. Now in the finals, uh, it's worth mentioning the first two weeks, the, the margins were 9, 7, 4, and 3 points in those four finals. Uh, and then I think it was 16 in the preliminary final, and then another tussle, mighty tussle in the grand final. So the Bendigo League was certainly blessed by a close final series, unlike the AFL this year. Uh, in the first week, Strathfield State defeated Golden Square by nine points in the qualifying. Lachlan Sharp kicked one, 
then Eagle Hawk defeated Strathfield Say by three points in the second semi. Lachlan Sharp kicked six. Strathfield Say defeated Golden Square by 16 points in the prelim. Lachlan Sharp kicked five. Then the grand final, Eagle Hawk led by one point at half time. Kicked three, four to three behinds in the third quarter to lead by 20 points at three quarter time. 7-11-53 to 4-9-33, so still very low scoring on a windy day at the Queen Elizabeth Oval. Then in the last quarter, Strathfield Save kicked 9-1 to three behinds to turn a 20-point deficit into victory by 32 points. 13-10-88 to 7-14-56. So Eagle Hawk left to rue their poor kicking as well, actually. Goals, Lachlan Sharp, six. Brad Stringer, three. Best for Eagle Hawk, Callan Geary. Uh, I think pretty sure Callum would be a nephew of Jaron Geary, the um, St Kilda captain. I might be wrong. There's many, several mobs of Geary's in Bendigo, so I might well be wrong, but I think that's the case. Anyway, Callum Geary, best on ground. Lachlan Sharp, uh, Josh Formosa, Jamison Sheehan, Fergus Payne and Sam Heaviside, also in the best players for Stratford, say. For Eagle Hawk, Mac Gretkicks, the uh, veteran full forward, kick four, and Scott Ham was the best. But I'll be back speaking in far more detail about the grand final and the entire 2017 season with Lachlan Sharp from the Strathfield Say Footy Club after the break. Interchanger, the revolutionary app that's been built specifically for Australian football. For $100 per club, you can take all the guesswork out of managing your players' time on the ground. The Hawthorne and Bulldogs footy departments have used Interchanger in the past four grand finals. Contact Murray Bird via interchanger.com.au. That's Murray Bird via interchanger.com.au. The Standard Hotel in Fitzroy. Hard to find, easy to love. Go to thestandardhotel.com.au for details. And welcome back to the Country Footy Show with thanks to Glenn McMahon from Bendigo Mortgage Brokers, Murray Bird from Interchanger and Paul O'Brie from the Standard Hotel in Fitzroy. My guest today is Strathfield Save for Ford Lachlan Sharp. Welcome Lachlan. Thanks for having me. Matt, is it fair to say you are a full forward? You're not one of these roaming Fords or a... Um, no, I, uh, I, I probably used to be a half forward, and and uh, then I was a four pocket. But due to uh, obviously lack of a few uh, normal big targets up forward this year, and we went really small. I uh, yeah became the full forward. So uh, generally was a forward pocket, but yeah ended up playing full forward this year. Well, this is this is interesting for the fact that you've Strathfield say a presage Richmond's tactic of going with a small forward line. Um, maybe Damien Harwick. Went up to Bendigo and um, got some few pointers. So, so how tall are how tall are you, Lachlan? Uh, I'm one eighty three, I think. Yeah, so just on just that, oh, it's around six foot mark, really. So you're but, not, um, so you're yeah, not, not overly tall. Not a big traditional key forward at all, are you? How how do you kick your goals? Nah. There, there are many of them, um, and and we'll get to that. Yeah, but, I, um, I, I used to be, used to be a uh, used to be a crumbing forward, so um, I don't mind crumbing a, a, a pack. But um, this year, a lot of them were on the lead. And, and um, having having set shots, I guess I probably had more set shots than I've ever had um, in previous years. Right, so this this suggests you're quick off the mark, does it? And a and a good mark, and then a straight. Uh, oh, I'm not sure about that, but uh, we've got a uh, we've got a, got a marvellous uh, for a midfield at um, Strath at the moment. So the ball usage coming in this year has been um, second to none. So um, yeah, very handy when the ball's hitting you on the chest. But um, yeah, yeah, I. Uh, had to uh, sort of teach myself to kick after doing my knee last year again. Um, I've worked a lot on my um, set shots in the off-season. So. Okay. I mean, there's a few angles to take. I mean, 
I've rung you because of Strath's uh, extraordinary victory in the grand final and your effort in kicking 142 goals, which is phenomenal. But just just to go back to the um, to the knee operation you mentioned. I mean, last year I gather you did your knee early in the season, so you missed pretty much last season. Tell us about that. Tell tell us what you did. Um, was it a yep. full reconstruction um, or? or uh, yeah, so it was um, round three early in the year. Um, we're playing Golden Square, and uh, literally, uh, if anyone knows Bob Murphy, obviously a lot of people do the same way he sort of did his. I, I ran up to mark the ball, and um, yeah, just just jumped off one leg with no contact or anything like that, and it, and it buckled under me and um, did me ACL. So um, had that worked on, um, I think end of May um, by Julian Fowler. Um, in Melbourne, who's, who's one of the best, and, and I recommend anyone to go to see Julian if they, they go through a knee because he's been amazing for me. He, um, a, sorry, but he's, yeah. he's a renowned surgeon. Did he do Bob Murphy as well? Uh, he probably would have, yeah. He does He does pretty much most of the AFL, I think. Uh, worked on Nate Foss like, when he broke that and, and goes through all that sort of stuff. So, he's um, yeah, he's he was a wonderful person to talk to uh, about footy and life as well. Okay. Well, so, without does that suggest there's a... Um, a weakness, sort of a genetic weakness, that it just, I mean, you, there was no contact. It just sort of buckled under you. Why did it actually happen? Yeah, I, I'm not sure that, that he, he sort of went through a few things that could have went wrong. It, it could have obviously been me stops, you know, digging in the ground. Um, I take my ankles. Um, when you take your ankles, the next thing other than to go other than your ankles, your knees. So, of course, um, yeah. yeah, it could just be one of those things that I just I didn't have enough. Uh, muscle strength or the muscles were fatigued around the knee and the next thing to go was um, was the ACL. So um, mm. muscle capacity, if your quads are stronger than your hamstrings and all sorts of stuff come into it. So it's, it's crazy once you get into it. Yeah, the disposition was the word I was looking for, not weakness. Um, yeah. Genetic, genetic disposition. So, so you, were, yeah. you, you were in the prime of your career, I imagine. You would have been 24 then. Just, just give us an idea of your footy life before then. Like... Uh, before then, um, yeah, been at Strath. I've uh, been at Strath since the first game, so I was lucky enough to play in the, uh, the first win and the first year at Strath as a, as a 17, 18-year-old. And, um, yeah, mm-hmm. been there ever since. So seen the uh, downs of the first few years and, and then um, to play in the, the first flag and, and yeah, obviously to win the, win the flag, um, the third one for the club uh, on the weekend. Yeah, I don't know about downs. I mean, they started, it's not as if you started, you were, you were, I mean, you were very competitive Straight away. We're talking about 2009. That was the first year, wasn't it? So Yeah, yeah. Did you yeah, play Pioneers or VFL or anything uh, like that? No, I, I uh, was was in the Pioneer squad and, and played a couple of uh, pracky matches and that. And then, um, yeah, done away with the Pioneers and ended up going to Golden Square under-18s for a year. So went there because Strath um, obviously weren't around. Um, they were created but weren't actually playing in a league yet. Uh, right, went yeah. there and, and loved me footy at Golden Square. They were a, a fantastic club to me to take me in and, and then obviously to let me go back to the home club, which is Strath, because I uh, played juniors at Strath as well. Okay, so you've given Golden Square heartache ever since, it sounds. That's uh, <laughs> that's your appreciation of what they did for you, all right? Um, yeah. So you, you basically played at Strathfield, so all of your senior career, starting in 2009? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. and then you did your yeah. knee at 24. How did you feel? Like, I mean, um, when you did yeah, your Yeah, I, I guess at the at the uh, at the start, I was um, I was a bit shocked. I got a lot of support off my teammates, obviously the week leading behind it, and literally for the last twenty four months and, and still today. But um, yeah, at the time, it's it's a shock, so you don't really realise what's what the significance of it. Mm. Um, my issues probably wasn't you know missing footy as much. It was probably the actual 
things behind closed doors that no one sees, like uh, crossing the road. And you, you can't jog for the first three months. So things you take for granted, you know, playing with you know nieces and nephews or, or even just getting out and going for a swim or, you know, it's mm. summer and you, and you can't get out and do things. Um, that's what really really rocked me in the in the mental side of things because I couldn't couldn't do things that obviously I took for granted. Mm. Uh, how do you normally spend your summer? Are you a cricketer or a tennis player or water skirt? No, I don't. I have the, I have the summer off. So, um, yeah, just plenty of relaxing and, and just hanging out with friends. So I uh, don't do any sport. Um, yeah, just stick to footy. And, and pre-season normally starts a couple of months after we finish. So um, straight back into footy pretty much. All right. So rehab is obviously quite intense to come back from an ACL. It's a, you, yeah, you, don't, was, you don't do that easily. Um, yeah, it was pretty... Um, Pretty good timing for, or as bad as as bad as it was, it was good timing for me to do my knee because one of my best mates, Benny Lester, was on his second knee reco. Right. Um, That's lucky, isn't it? <laughs> I think uh, he, he's had to. He, he was lucky enough to play in a flag on the weekend, but man, oh, uh, he was he was weighing up whether to play footy again, yes, at all. Um, and then I did my knee, and, and we became rehab partners and and drove each other. And if one was down, the other one picked him up, and yeah. that was pretty much our twelve months. Uh, or nine months or, or whatever how long we did rehab for and um we, we sort of drove each other to get back out and playing again and we're lucky enough obviously to yeah play in the flag this year so all the hard work that we sort of went through sort of paid off i mean it's a tenuous link but you mentioned bob murphy did it did you get emotional when he got the medal uh after last year's yeah, grand final? i think uh i think yeah, if, you, if you didn't get emotional <laughs> around that uh i don't know don't know who didn't um yeah, it was it's quite an amazing uh, moment for football. I thought um, it was uh, it was great, and you could see he was the heart and soul of 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 that club, and and he meant so much to him. And to get him where well, he was one of the driving people to get them to where they got. So yeah, um, yeah it was great. So where, where where did you watch last year's AFL Grand Final? Uh, I ran to a friend's, uh, one of the girlfriend's friends' houses. So we sat down and watched them. And um, obviously, uh, I think I think everyone was breaking for the Bulldogs, um, just because of where they came from and and um, the way they were going about their footy. It was an exciting brand of footy. Did, did Bob inspire you at all? Like with your, did that inspire you to yeah. keep on your path of uh, rehabilitation? Mine, uh, my biggest probably insight was Dan Menzel. Um, Dan Menzel, yeah. Full reconstruction. Yeah, yeah. Thinking, yeah. I, I mean, I was I was sitting there going, oh, you know, I've only done one, and you know, he's done four. But then obviously to see Benny Lester, my mate, as well, do two, and I thought I can't sit back and and complain because these guys have been through it twice as much, or if not four times as much as I have. So hmm. um, that that sort of drove me to get back and and sitting on the sidelines and watching and and not being able to do anything to help your mates out on the field really uh, really upset me last year so and sort of made me hungry and appreciate footy a lot more so mm. my approach to footy this year has just been t- one week at a time you don't know what will happen around the corner or mm. during the week you could fall over and break an ankle or whatever but um, I was I just took footy one week at a time and didn't take it for granted this year okay so you're playing in the moment now you, you it sounds like yeah. you, ne- you never particularly expected to play in round one but you did after sailing through a couple of practice matches is that about right yeah, yeah, that's um, that's correct. I, I didn't expect to come back to obviously the 12 month March, which, uh, mark, which is uh, 28th of May, I think. Um, mm-hmm. So I came back, played the first practice match just under the nine month mark. Under the nine month, pretty relatively mark. early. That is, yeah. Early. So it's right. pretty pretty early. But um, I went down to St. Julian for my nine nine months, and he was happy for me to have a run around. So um, 
yeah, yeah I, I went down there and um, yeah, got through the practice matches unscathed. I played two as the first one, and, and I mean the club put no pressure on me to play. They just said go out and have a bit of fun. If you feel uncomfortable, come off the ground, sit off the ground, do whatever you want, um, and got out there and played a couple. And then yeah, was lucky enough to uh, get picked for round one and, and um, run out with the boys again. Well, you admitted to say you kicked ten in the first practice match, but anyway. Uh, yeah, in the uh, in the uh, okay. Just 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 one thing on Julian Fellow. I mean, this this guy is very busy taking care of some of the more celebrity knee injuries and footy injuries. Uh, was it hard to get yep. in? Like, how, how, did you, how, did you, uh, how did you how did you get a Julian Fellow? Yeah, so it was it was really literally run up um, Julian myself, and um, I think I, I think I got in October. I think was the first appointment was available, and then this is all like I've done my knee in, in, in April. Um, and I was lucky enough to obviously, as you mentioned earlier, to play with Stephen Milne and uh, I gave um, Stephen a call and, and he gave a couple of St Kilda guys a call and um, yeah, I got on a waiting list and um, ended up uh, getting in a month later, which was which is unbelievable due to cancellations, but um, just lucky enough to, to get someone to help me out and yeah, got on a, I got on a cancellation list and said oh, I can go down at any time and, and yeah, got in a month later due to some cancellations. Uh, mate, well, Mel, some listeners might not realise Stephen Mill, we're talking about the St Kilda champ he went and played with yep, Stratford yep, say, right. after after leaving the Saints and kicked 100 goals becoming, yep. the, becoming the first 100 goal kicker at Stratford say. Um, yep. you were the second so round one, now I read a story in the Addy I've, I've had a look at a couple of uh, great stories in the Bendigo Advertiser actually about you I mean you didn't just start softly softly, you had 39 goals after 5 games, so an average of 8 a game so were you just flying from the start? Was there any hesitation at all? Oh, I guess you don't you don't appreciate um, something till it's been taken away from you. I guess and and mm. footy for me is an outlet on life. Uh, I, I look at it that way because you forget about anything once you run out. It's it's just you're out there with your mates having fun. And, um, yeah, so for me, it's an outlet to just go out and enjoy myself and forget the good, the bad, or whatever of of what's going on around you. So I really miss that. With when I did my knee, so as I said before, round one for me was just take it one week at a time and, and don't take a second of it for granted because all of a sudden it can be taken away from you in the blink of an eye, mm. um, and for no reason. So yeah, I was I was I guess I was hungry again, um, that's for sure. But yeah, as I said, didn't take it for granted, and and that's the way I look at me footy now. You know, it might not happen the first quarter, but it might happen in the second quarter or the last. Um, you've just got to keep trying until uh, until it comes your way. How many goals did you kick in the first game? I mean, I, I did read it. I forget. Uh, I, forget I think I kicked, I kicked four, but I, I missed six. So I think kicked four, six in the first one, I think. And that was against... Was it against Golden Square? No, it was against Sanders. Against Sanders, who were the reigning premiers? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, they were, yeah. And um, so this is a big game. You kicked four, six. And, uh, yeah. Uh, when, when did you... I mean, you've kicked a few tens during the year, it sounds. When did you... At what stage of the year did you kick your first double-figure haul? Uh, round three against round three. Eagle Hawk. Against Eagle yeah. Hawk? Were another, yeah. Well, you've just beat them in the grand final, so they were clearly another yeah, well, they strong were, team. They were, uh, they were a very strong team all year. Yeah. They so, sort of, um, they, did, they did hit their straps. Probably that game probably changed their style a bit, and they became a really attacking team after that. So, um, But yeah, that was a midfield that day were, were phenomenal. Okay. Well, is that the game where you thought, geez, I'm in business here, or... or the first two weeks, you, you just 
in that third week you're just playing as you had just taking every moment as it comes or, or was there something that clicked yeah, in that game was, in particular uh, I, I don't know about clicking I, I guess um, you get you get confidence again by by every game I mean every every week I was gaining confidence I guess and you get your sideways moving back and, and then all of a sudden your teammates pick up on that as well and, okay. and they're able to put the ball where you, you know you want it rather than uh, trying to look after you a little bit, I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's very hard when you get someone come back from a knee to to expect too much of them. But but the team uh, looked after me and challenged me at times, which was which was great, um, which automatically gave me confidence, I guess. Did any opponents get stuck into you to say, you know, you you old crock or, oh. anything, or give you a hard time, or they were quite respectful? Yeah, yeah, it's all in the fun of the game. I, I, I tend to uh, I tend to try and give a little bit back and. But at the end of the day, you, you still make it everyone you play against. I guess it's it's uh, it's the best thing in footy. I think um, being able to rough a few people up and, and get under the skin of a few people. So I, uh, I I thoroughly enjoy that sort of stuff. Yeah. No, we got we got to go a bit deeper. Who, who gave you the most trouble? What what fullback uh, gave you the most trouble? Playing wise or, or getting stuck into wise. I've always had trouble with Clayton Anderson from Jones. He's a he's an absolute superstar of a player. Um, Two hundred games. Yeah. Uh, Josh Hand. Josh Hand from uh, from Sandhurst is a very tight defender. He's he's getting better year by year. So in the years to come, he's going to be very tough to play against. But who, who gave you the uh, most lip? Who gave you the most lip, Lachlan? Uh, probably Eagle Hawk. Actually, Eagle Hawk, uh, a, a very tough opponent. So that once you are uh, once you give a bit of lip to one Eagle Hawk player, you've got twenty two giving it back <laughs> to you. So um, they're really good. Like, they've been they've been a great tough side for you for years so they stick up for one another and uh, they're a team you don't really want to get into a, get into an argument with that's for sure OK now, what was the most you'd kicked in a season before this year? Uh, well, um, probably maybe 60 or 70 maybe well, right. and, what, and, and at what stage of this season did you kick your 100th goal? There's a bit uh, of... against Kangaroo Flat was, I think I had three or four rounds go so about round four 15 or 14, I think. Actually, you kicked a lot that day, is that right? Uh, eight. I kicked eight that day, yeah. Eight. What, what was your highest for yeah. the year? Uh, 14. 14. Who was that against? That was against Maribor yeah. or uh, Maribor. Okay. That was well, when I played Maribor at home, yeah. Right. What happened when you kicked your 100th? Did people run on the ground or did anyone shake Yeah, we had, oh, yeah it was good. Uh, we had a few of the supporters run on and, and uh, the twos and under 18 guys were, were hanging out by the fence uh, for most of the game. So, no, they were... Um, they were great. It was good to share that with you know people from the club as well that come there every week and um, and have supported me for you know my entire life at Strass. So uh, wonderful to share it with um, the Donald fans that come on every week. What, what did it mean to you, given that given what you'd been through to uh, to not to have um, Yeah, it was it was probably relief for me actually. It was probably um, getting closer and closer. And at, at one point, I, I didn't think I'd get there, and then. Started kicking a few more, and and then all of a sudden it was just around the corner. So, yeah. um, I guess the expectation to actually do it was um, was getting nerve wracking, if that makes sense. And, and then all of a sudden people were sitting on the fence every time I had a set shot. So it was uh, getting a bit worrying at times. I was like, oh, geez, maybe I'm not going to do it. But yeah, to get it out of the way and and get the team to focus on obviously trying to win a flag was um, was good. But yeah, no, for me personally, it was it was unbelievable. Um, I should mention that we. I do country footy show on RSN, and we were following the 100 goal kickers early in the show's history, which is August, and quite a few district league 100 goal kickers, as as happens, but you were easily the first major league goal kicker. So 
I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the case, at least. You, I mean, it was noticeable. So the top 12 goal kickers, you were about the only major league guy. So that was a, oh, yeah, right. it was quite an achievement. Now, at work, did, in the lead-up, were people asking you about it or giving you advice or a hard time or, or uh, in the streets oh, even in Bendigo? Really? Yeah, I was, I, was, I was getting a bit of flack off the teammates, but that's all, all we're loving. Okay. Love of war. Uh, a few are saying we're not going to kick it to you this week and things like that, but just only marking around. But <laughs> no, there's a few people. Um, oh, I mean, uh, the, the funny thing, I, the thing I enjoyed the most about it was um, I got congratulations from people throughout the football community from different clubs that I never thought that mm-hmm. would, uh, would, would say congratulations on the achievement. So I guess I didn't really realise how big it was until I started getting congratulations from, you know, um, Legends of, of you know Golden Square and, and these other clubs and even players from other other clubs saying well done. So did you, can you uh, give that's when it really sunk in. Can you give us an indication of some of these surprising congratulations? I mean, did Ron Best, for example, um, congratulate you? Yeah, I mean, when I got to meet Ron Best the other week, it was it was an absolutely amazing. I mean, I think he's done it eleven times or something. So um, to him, for him to come down and, and even watch me play footy, it was something I, I'll hold dearly and. And um, to have a chat after after the game, Tim was great. Um, guys like Adam Bird, Harry Donigan from Golden Square, um, yep. they, they both sent me um, texts to say congratulations on the effort. Um, yes, yeah, yeah, it was it was it was amazing. It was um, it was quite warming to to know that people um, people acknowledged it, I guess, and and that's when it sort of sunk into what sort of I'd done. Okay, I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of respect between you and Golden Square. Um, yeah, the, the, I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> nah. yeah, I don't, I don't mind going square. They always hold a spot for me because they, they gave me an opportunity to um to play footy when probably I, I didn't know what I was sort of doing. So that's right. Yeah, just just briefly. I mean, Ron Best is is, a, is the legend of well, not the you could almost say is the legend of country goal kicking. Um, yeah, and what'd you say? Was it eleven times he kicked hundred goals in the Bendigo League? I, I think. Yeah. I think he kicked 1,600 or maybe even 800 goals. Yeah. I, I shouldn't. Richard Stop. Jones will be mad with you for not knowing it. But uh, I don't. <laughs> Stephen Oliver also kicked stacks of goals with Castlemaine. But wh- wh- where did you meet? Did actually did Stephen Oliver congratulate you? There's another great Bendigo League guy. Yeah, I haven't seen Ollie actually. He, only, he lives around the corner from his girlfriend, so I haven't, I haven't bumped into Ollie yet. But oh, well. Um, well, I, uh, I got a I got a congratulations last week off, off Daryl, who who knows Grant Weeks as well. And I mean, he was a oh, yes. he was a legend goal kicker. Um, I mean, even to have my name up against the likes of Grant Weeks and, and Ron Best for, for the, something like this is, is amazing because they're absolute legends of our league and mm. and the immortals of, uh, of country footy. So um, it's an absolute honour to, to have my name next to them, but, but to actually get a congratulations and, and a well done off them too means, means the world. Yeah, you mentioned Grant Weeks. You kicked many goals for Golden Square. He's from Colburn Abbott, which is where your coach Daryl Wilson's from. Is that, is that, yeah, is that yeah. The so he's there? overseas at the moment, but he... Uh, yeah. And uh, sent Daryl a, uh, a message to Palmerston, which was which was from it. Right. Look on to the finals. You mentioned I actually looked this up. Strathfield so were on top of the ladder about round eleven, and then not on top of the ladder yeah. from thereafter. I think Eaglehawk really kicked into gear, into gear that second half of the season. Yeah, we lost Eaglehawk at Golden Square, which sort of um, dropped us down to uh, to second and third, and, and then we had to fight out for that second spot. Yes, and. Um, and it was quite it was quite a tussle with like the top six teams really, uh, and then you yeah, it was really tight this year. It was yeah. very tight, but then you've had a great final series, a couple of close wins. I mean, you didn't exactly sail through the finals. Tell us about the final series from your point of view. Like you beat Golden Square, then you lost narrowly, lost to 
Uh, lost the second seven to Eagle Hawk narrowly. Beat Golden Square again in the yep. prelim, not by too much. And then to come up against Eagle Hawk again in the grand final. Tell us about those lead-ups to the grand final. Uh, we had, yeah, obviously Golden Square the first week, which was an absolute, um, absolute arm wrestle. Um, yeah. We were, uh, it was, a, it was a complete attacking sort of counter-attack footy, and it was, it was some shot footy. So it was really, it would have been really exciting to watch for the for the crowd that was there. And um, I mean, they they moved the ball very well early. And when the final siren goes, it was uh, just lucky enough we were um, we were up on top to uh, to claim the chocolate and move through to have a battle with Eagle Hawk. So. That game was very even all over the ground, and, and it was sort of lucky enough to. We had a, a run of bottom sort of sides running into the finals, and then we played kite and a kite, and, and started playing really good footy then again. So um, we, we had a great run up to up to the finals. And I think we were sort of just a bit fresher than square that week. So, I um, and then we went on to Eagle Hawk um, in the second final, and yet again it was exactly the same as, as I just said. Then it was a, it was a battle all night. And, uh, we missed probably four or five shots in the last six minutes of the game that were all probably gettable goals. And and um, unfortunately, uh, yeah, goals, goal kicking and accuracy wins you uh, matches and we uh, lost to them by three points. So, yeah, and then um, obviously square the second week was, was the same again. Um, probably the first day game we had in a couple of weeks because night finals. Yes. Um, sorry? Uh, yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, played them again, and and yeah, we uh, we uh, yeah, just obviously had a hard game the week before. It was probably uh, we didn't train on the Tuesday, and and slowly got back into it. But it was very hard to recover from the game against Eagle Hawk. Um, so we started off a bit sluggish against Golden Square. In the, I mean, yeah, Golden Square in the last final, and and then sort of come over the top of them at the end. So um, yeah, it was just lucky the boys and and the midfield won a lot of ball early, and yeah, it was just a, a good team effort. Okay. Sorry, if I if if I couldn't hear, it's because my kids are running up and down the hallway behind me. Unfortunately, I hope that's not coming out <laughs> over the podcast. So you, you, in those three finals, you get one goal, six and five. So you started yep. slowly, but and that, that six and five is a good return. How, how did you feel yourself going into the grand final? And how did the team feel? Yeah, I, I guess I felt personally, I felt a lot better than the week before against Golden Square. Um, Train Tuesday night, freshened up. Um, we had a lot, very light night on the Tuesday night leading up, and then um, went into uh, the Thursday night with a lot of energy. I think we looked around the uh, the training, and we had about sixty blokes out there. So it was three teams in, and it puts a lot of people on the track. And it was, you know, there, there was a crowd there to watch us on the Thursday night. So yeah. it tends to get the the feeling up a bit, I guess. And and everyone's everyone's happy. So it was um, it was quite a good training leading into the grand final. To be nice. It's a big club, isn't it? But it's 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 a it's also a young club. I mean, a lot, a lot of times when a team gets in the grand final, you get you know the past generations come out, and but that that that's not the case at Strathfield. So I mean, you wouldn't know any different. You've you've only played senior yeah, footy, I, footy I there. Guess probably early on, early on, probably not. Um, the first first uh, one we won against um, Square against Centre, sorry, um, was um, the crowd was massive, but. I mean, even Milne and, and, and the likes of old players that, are, that have gone back to other clubs and things like that were there on the weekend. So we kind of do get our, you know, old players back, but they're only players that we've played with us a couple of years ago because we're not that old. So mm. um, even seeing those guys sort of get you up and about and, and, and guys that come back to watch us because once you've been out, Strath, um, unless you've sort of been out, you love the club. It's a, it's, a, it's a community club and it's a family club. So... 
once you've uh, been out there for a year or two, you're sort of stuck in, as a supporter for life, which is great. <laughs> so Milne was there on Saturday, was he? Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah he was down there. Okay, still playing good footy for Bo Morris and the Amos. Um, yeah, he is, yeah. He's still having a run around. All right, now, Eagle Hawk led by a, a point at half-time on, in the grand final. Yeah. Um, they kicked 3-4 to 0-3 in the third quarter to lead by 20 points at three-quarter time. Then Strathfield save kicked 7-1 to three behinds in the last quarter to turn a 20-point deficit into victory by 32 points. Yeah, I think we kicked 9-1, I think. 9-1? I can't add up. Yeah, 9-1, I think. Yeah. No, that's all. Righto. 13-10-88 to 7-14-56. Of course you've kicked 9. You've gone from four goals to 13. I mean, four goals yeah, to three-quarter right. time and then 13 at the end. And you've kicked five yeah. of six in the... Sorry, five of your six goals you kicked in the last quarter. Tell us about that last quarter. What happened? Yeah, well, there was a healing wind all day, so it, was a, it wasn't a great day for footy, but um, we, we ended up having the wind in the last quarter. Um, a few guys at, at three-quarter time were really up and about, so um, going into three-quarter time, actually before we got in the huddle, it was sort of a sort of eerie feeling, not sure what, what could happen after this. Um, and once we got in there, it was, it was a really exciting feeling. You guys were up and about saying, we've, you know, we've got a massive chance here. We're up, everyone's feeling all right, we're right to go, which was odd because... Obviously, Eagle Hawk had a couple of weeks off um, in the finals because they finished on top, and, and we sort of played all the way through. So, that's very true. Going into the quarter, we thought um, we thought we were actually feeling all right, which was good. And, and then to um, jump out of the blocks, I think Josh Ramosa kicked an early goal, and and that lifted a lot of people. And then, um, yeah, it, it was sort of with that wind, the, the guys were using the footy a lot more, and you had a feel the game was about to break open. Um, and it was sort of feeling like towards the end of the third when they kicked a few goals, mm-hmm. um, but they didn't capitalise on those on those sort of other chances. So they give it, they sort of let us in with a, a little bit of a sniff, and then all of a sudden, um, as I said, the game opened and the ball was coming in quicker and quicker and quicker every time. And yeah, obviously just uh, just lucky to get on the end of a couple, and um, and obviously kick the goals and, and help the team yeah win, which was great. I mean, if if there's a big win, a lot of players can get, you know, it gets too exciting. They just want to bomb the ball as far as possible. But obviously, your your team maintained its discipline of just trying to keep the ball low, keep yeah. stick to the basics. Is, I guess they the um they really the wind was sort of coming down our end and to the left, so you can get you know if you kick it long, it was always going to go out of bounds on the floor, or go out of bounds to the left of the goal. So. Um, and t- uh, the, the on-ballers and midfield and back line were, were tremendous in getting the ball up to about 70 metres out, but kicking it into the wind so it sat 20 metres out directly in front. Um, and then basically, as, as a defender, that's a real hard ball to lead, to read because you've got to win, you've got to worry about your opponent. But then all of a sudden, the, the wind will take the ball you know, five metres away from where you're seeing it last while you're trying to find your opponent. So, um, as I said, it was just lucky enough to, to be on the end of of a couple of ones that were 20 metres out directly in front. And, and once we kicked a couple there, it seemed like every ball that came in was put in that spot, which was unbelievable. And, and yeah, guys were kicking goals left, right and centre. So, so you're talking about the city end? The, the, the wind was going towards the city yeah, end? Yeah, city end. Yep. Yeah, city end. Um, did you do anything different? Or did you did you make resolve to do something that you don't normally do? Or, or did no, things just quick probably, for you? Daryl um, Wilson and a couple of guys, or coaches, sort of, just at half time to stay a bit deeper because of that wind. Yes. So um, I, I didn't obviously lead up as much as I, I normally would and, and just try to hold a position, I guess, and, and get the ball to drop into that space. And 
and the guys use the footy unbelievable what they have all year, um, kicking it in and and yeah, I said just a, a bit of body work and, and tried to get it as it landed and, and it was lucky enough and and then we had a couple of guys that haven't um, Jack Nayland kicked a goal on the run and I think I'm not sure if he's kicked a goal this year so mm. something like that ties everyone up and then all of a sudden um, you, you gain an extra you know ten meters of legs and and yeah we were able to run out the quarter. Okay, so of your five goals in the last quarter, how many were from marks and how many were from uh, play? I think uh, four from marks and one was on the run. So things just, yeah. I mean, you really got your tails up and it sounds like your teammates had confidence if they kicked it to you that something was going to happen. So there must have been a real yeah, I, vibe in that last quarter for you. Yeah, it was. I guess it was just probably the confidence in our forward line. We've got like a, a lot of young guys up there, and as I said, we're small. So yeah. with the wind, no one was hitting targets, and the ball was on the ground. So it was once it hit the ground up there, somewhat the Strath guy had it. Um, so it was it was just a bit of confidence in the fact that if they got it into the right spot, someone in there was going to kick a goal and have the confidence in our young guys to to run down and help them out. So. Um, yeah, as I said, a midfield and back line just put the ball on a platter, and it was it was unbelievable. I, I honestly, as I said, I, I said to a few people after the game, I, I can't believe it. Look, it's it's such a turnaround, and um, in the way the sort of first three quarters went to um, to just explode out of the box in the last quarter was un, unreal. I mean, it's it's an amazing premiership. I mean, nine unanswered goals in the last quarter to win by thirty two points. How did you feel? I mean, that's and that's the club's th- third in four years. How, how did you feel when the siren went? And who, who did you turn to first? Uh, well, actually, I was with uh, Tony one of your best mates, Lockie Bonnie, who's, who's played in all three as well. And um, The bench, I th- I th- the bench yelled out, th- I think they yelled out, I thought they yelled out 30 seconds to go with only about the 25 minute mark. And I yelled out to a few guys and they were actually yelling out three minutes. So <laughs> we were sort of waiting for the siren and... Um, and it just never came, and the ball and the game kept going. So yeah. we ended up, uh, ended up, yeah. They ended. Up, we did hear the one minute mark though, and, and then all of a sudden we realised what sort of had happened. But um, yeah, to be able to to take that last minute and know that there's a minute left, and to take a deep breath and take it all in and realise what is what's just happened was um, was awesome. You mentioned Ben Lester. He played in the grand final. It sounds after two knee reconstructions. Did you and him have a quiet moment yep. after the game? Yeah, I, I didn't get emotional until I saw uh, Big uh, Big Benny. Um, he actually missed you know, the two flags we won. Um, so he did his knee um, before the first one and then come back late the next year and then did his knee again just before the second one. So um, to see him with a medal around his neck, and I said to a few people, it was one of the um, one of the finest things I've ever seen in football. Um, uh, it was it was tear jerking. It was like watching Bob Murphy get that medal off Luke Beveridge. It was um, it was awesome. So you were, when Ben got his medal, that that did it for you. You were that was your yeah. I mean moment. yeah, just turning around and seeing him was just um, and knowing that he was going to get one was was awesome. So I was uh, it was hard to find him out on the oval, but ended up finding him and, and it was it was great, mate. Yeah, it was one of the uh, one of the special moments in football. Okay, and. I mean, this is an amazing flag, and you've kicked 142 goals for the year, which is a phenomenal yep. total. How do you feel about kicking 142 goals for the year? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's. Uh, I've had a had a whirlwind year. I never had any wild dreams that I expect to to come back and be a be the same player as I was before. But to come back and have the best year I've ever had in football um, mm-hmm. has been crazy. And um, Darren Wilson hit the nail on the head. He goes, "It won't sink in." 
you know, in the next three months, mate, it'll sink in after that when you actually sit back and have a relax and realise what just happened. So at the moment, it's, it's unreal. But um, as I said, it, none of it's sort of sunk in yet because it's all happened so quickly, I guess. Um, but, um, yeah, when, when we sit down and have a bit of reflection, we've got our uh, best and fairest tomorrow, I guess, we'll sort of sit down and, and watch a few things and uh, a few highlights and, and sort of actually reflect on, on what the year it was. And, and yeah, it was, it, was, it was amazing to be a part of. Okay. Uh, you mentioned tomorrow, but I've got you out of work to talk on on a Thursday morning. What, what, what do you do for a job, Lockie? Um, I actually work for Groundswell um, Australia, which is um, landscaping and, and concreting. Mob. So doing a bit of concreting, which I, I um, they put me into at about my three-month mark, coming back from the knee, yeah. um, which was a bit iffy at the time. But I, uh, I actually put my early comeback down to, you know, doing physical work because I was in the bank before that and, Okay. Um, got out of the bank and uh, yeah, got into concreting. So literally, my rehab went from being you know mediocre rehab to being every day on the tools and bending over and lifting things. And, and I think it was the best rehab I could have ever done. All right, a couple of quick things, and I'm keeping you from work, so I'm conscious of that. But no, you're right. we mentioned Richard Jones, who was my old sports editor at the Bendigo Advertiser in the early nineties. Yep, that is a long time ago, Lachlan. Uh, as we're speaking, I've just got a text from him. Shane Scontra, ex-Maryborough Footy Club coach, has just been appointed North City coach in the Ballarat League. Apparently, he has to remain oh, in Ballarat region due to changes in his employment. Good luck with good luck with the Sharpie interview. So there you go. <laughs> As we uh, <laughs> you, you've heard about the uh, Shane Scontra appointment first on, uh, on PD Footy. Yeah, no, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Right. And uh, I also want to mention my cousin Michael Farrell. Now Michael's your president. Uh, Michael, yes, he is. Michael's father John and my mother Murray are brother and sister. Uh, grew up in Ultima, outside Swan Hill. How was how was Mick after the uh, after the grand final? Well, he's uh, yeah, he's a uh, he's a country lad like me. I grew up in the corner actually. So, Did you really? Um, okay. Yeah, that's where I'm actually from. from yeah. that way. So, was up there until I was about twelve years old. We moved down to Bendigo, but um, Mick Farrell's been a an absolute uh, superstar for me. He's, he's probably the best I could put. It, he's probably been the best uh, route of support for me throughout my knee, um, mm-hmm. not just through footy but through life as well. Um, he helped me set goals when I probably didn't want to set goals to get to. And, and every time I took one off, he'd set another one. Um, and even oh. just making sure mentally I was, I was driving driving myself and going okay. And if there was anything him or the club could do, and um, he's been a superstar at Strath. And I think he continue to be over the next couple of years, hopefully, because he's, um, he's a wonderful president as well. He's been unbelievable. Well, he said he's he was basically tipped into the job, and it sounds like he's doing a very good job. So, uh, yeah, he's he's absolutely killing it out there. He's he's a much loved person. He's a he's a hit with the players and he's a hit with the supporters. So, he's um he's a wonderful president to have, and uh, a very young president, I believe. He's, there's not many around that are probably probably the same age or similar age, and it's a good vibe out there when he's uh, he's got the reins. He's very um very well spoken and uh, and loves the football club. So he's he's been great. Well, I could be lucky to be 40. He's a bit younger than me. Um, yeah, so he's a young I president. Say, yeah, I, yeah he, I, I felt as if he was a very young president. All right. I said, he took it, he took, he took it running, and, and yeah, he's been doing well. He's won his first flag. All right. Hello to, Mike, to Michael, John K, Dean, Donna, all the Farrells, if you're listening. But um, thanks very much for taking time out, Lachlan Sharp, from the Strathfield Say Footy Club. Premiership player. Actually, we haven't even mentioned it. You also won the Mickelson Medal for the best and fairest in the Bendigo League, so... What a phenomenal year. You won the best in the comp, kicked 100 goals, nearly 150 goals. Now you've capped it off with the Premiership. So it's one of the best stories in country footy this year. 
Um, thanks very much for coming on Lachlan Sharp. Now, before I go, just all listeners, please, if you um, press subscribe, if you're listening via iTunes, uh, my interviews will drop into your inbox without you trying each week. But uh, thanks again, Lachie, for coming on PD Footy. Thanks very much for having me. Good on you, mate.